You can talk. I'll talk <laughs> while Paul's coughing his lungs out here. Somebody put <laughs> somebody put vodka in his water. I, I think. just took a sip. Oh. It was enough of a sip to um, oh. yeah. Wrong hole. Was with, it um, <clears throat> with Dua Lipa? <clears throat> Fifteen <laughs> seconds to go. I thought. Let me just have a sip of water. <coughs> and that's how the, me. And that's how the party started. And um, it was water, but it went completely down the wrong hole. I tell you that. <clears throat> oh well. Oh, you don't really look half red in the face. Oh. Well, not as much as you did 30 seconds ago anyway. Here's a question. Is hey. it really the wrong hole when that happens? Does it go down into your airway? Is that the problem? I, <laughs> I, think, I think it might, um, yes. Oh, I'm when, hot all of a sudden. When the hydraulics get mixed with the pneumatics, it, doesn't, <laughs> it wasn't designed that way, man. No, that was um, terrible. I took a sip of water out of my, my water bottle. I always have water in the studio. Having just enjoyed about four-fifths of my, what did I say this was called? Bougie bowl. Bougie bowl. From Nando's. Oh. Zena tells me I'm not eating enough and that I have increased my running distance by like 200 k's a month. I think I'm on about 230 k's for this month. Okay. So she said, you're not eating any more than you were when you were doing like 60 k's a month. Just tell her that the, the economy is better, that's all. So, <laughs> so she said, you need to eat more. <clears throat> so I had breakfast and now I'm having this. <laughs> But how is it? How is it? No, but she's right. No, but yeah. how is it that she works out that you're not eating enough? How do you because feel? Because he's about getting that? too skinny. Runners, no, runners get too skinny mm. because they just run it all off. Nothing no, but then you can off. run faster. You see, <laughs> not not that I'm getting skinny. I think it's just I lately, and I don't know what it is. I have been permanently tired. Oh, okay. I've got a lot on my mind. I'm doing a lot. I'm doing firewood and Lego and Caxton radio and doing everything and working till late. And too, much, too much doing and not enough <clears throat> viewing. So I have now decided to eat more. And this was my attempt today. And you see, I nearly bloody drowned. Well, it wasn't the food. It was the water, man. It was. You so know? maybe I need to stop drinking water. Don't drink water. You know what the fish do in that? Oh. No, they don't do that. What do they do? <laughs> Not ha. Oh. I don't have gills, Alan. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well. So what a what a late start to the show, and sorry to everybody because I was late, and it's my fault. And um, no trouble at all. We were had, enjoying the music. Had, I was enjoying my bougie bowl, and then I nearly drowned. I was going to say, now. had I had I not been trafficked, uh, you probably wouldn't have nearly nearly drowned. Trafficked? Were you yes. stuck in traffic? I was trafficked. I did see there was a roadblock on. Oh, what is that bridge? I always get this wrong. Griffiths mm. that goes over the highway. We yes. take that off ramp when we come to Empress Palace. Oh, okay. I saw the gentlemen in their fluorescent jackets doing the good job of pulling people over for jumping the lights. Were they really? Whether gentlemen? or not anything ever happens, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Well, Listen, at least they were <clears throat> pretending to do something for their money, so that's good. I was thinking today we are going to have a positive Alan Malinick. Oh, hour. we should, we should. Is that is that possible? Uh, well, we we really should do that because I I have a well. How I would want you put like it? feel a good coffin. stories and fuzzy fuzzy mm. warm inside stories and things that yeah. make me think. Yes, let's do that because I have a, a coffin full of bones here that I need to pick with the government. And a coffin I, full I, of bones. Yes, and and I probably need three hours to do that. So I'm afraid your show is only that. another thirty five minutes. Exactly. So the government <clears throat> is in luck this day. Okay. And um, yeah, what, what shall a, we talk about? That's all. F- Something positive. There must be something positive. There has to be something upbeat in your life. Lorette, Lorette, tell us an upbeat thing. You know what I saw, and it's it's really it's it's about animals. Because I'm always oh, then it's always good. Was it on the dodo? Yes. Did you see it? No, but I can see the python. No. So a python. 
um, very placid character. He was deserted by his owners. And these two people found him uh, sort of in, under the ground, under this tree, in the, inside the, the, what do you call it? Um, the, the, the tree pit. trunk. And oh. they rescued him. He had... They, they, they. He was in terrible condition, and they started bathing him and cleaning him off. He had ticks all over him, under mm. every ticks and fleas. They took off more than a hundred, and they still weren't halfway there. Did you say a snake? A snake. Mm. I never knew that. But ticks. How, yeah. how, how did we know that it was a pet snake? Did he have a little collar on with a bell? I don't know, but they, they seem to what think. And he name? was absolutely fun. It was so sweet. He, in the end, he actually, they actually show, you know, how he's improving and getting... Actually, it turned out to be a, a girl snake. It was a girl snake. A in girl? the end, So not when Percy they, then. When they, okay. when they took her to the vet, Priscilla. they said, it's Priscilla a girl. The, so they Priscilla said, oh, the we've got snake. a girl. And then you see them holding her and she's like, she's literally... Licking the side of his face. Isn't that smelling when smelling. a snake does that? Smelling. They smell yeah. with their tongue, yeah. don't they? It's kind of, so, it's, so it's it's kind of like a shark lovely. when it bumps into you. It's just tasting you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to chop off your <laughs> leg. That's so exactly. sweet. And they're restrictors, aren't they? Constrictors yeah. are not restrictors. Constrictors. Yes. yes. So they're not poisonous. Yeah. No, they're not poisonous, but they can bite. Okay, so there'll be a nasty sore bite, Ven- but yes. there's venomous. no venom. Venomous. Venomous, yes. Yeah. Po- Alan, poison- you know a fair bit about animals. Poisonous is if you if you eat it. Oh, venomous! There's Venom, a difference. Venomous is oh, if it okay. eats you. Yeah. Yes, there's uh, something you see. We are, oh, by the way, we had a meeting this morning. That's nice. With a lovely gentleman by the name of Ranger Buck. Hey. And we are finally starting our nature show. Awesome. Yes, coming up as of the 1st of July, we will have the Ranger Buck nature show. It's very good. Which I'm very excited about. Excellent. I'll tell you more about Ranger Buck on another day when it's his show, not your show. Cool. But I would love to know, how do you... So I've learned something there. Thank you, Alan. That it is venomous, not poisonous. Mm. Venomous is if it... It bites, bites you, you and yeah. it, in, it in injects whatever the yeah. chemicals are. Poisonous, poisonous, poisonous if you ingest, is if you ate in, it. Ingest it, yes. How do you... Lorette just said now it was discovered that little Priscilla... <clears throat> excuse me, I've still got this water in the wrong place. Mm. The, Priscilla the, the python was a girl, not a boy. <laughs> Priscilla the python. How do you know... It's a, how do you sex a snake? Uh, invasively. You, you need to... Um, yeah, you, open the but, legs, but but, but <laughs> open the oh my god! No, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying you, you, take, you take the high heels off first, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which means you have to take it out the bath first. <laughs> yeah, in the Ritz house. Oh. I'm just thinking about how how you would because I've handled a snake a so, few times and I wouldn't even know where to look. Yeah, I, specifically with 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 pythons, I don't I don't specifically I'm know, but Google. I do know that there is. If you look at the shape and length of the tail behind the cloaca, you can That's tell a big word. Behind the what? Cloaca. Be, be <clears throat> is that like the where, thought, what the thorax Where what it comes out. Wow. And, and if you... Uh, the shape of the tail and uh, the length of it behind there will determine... Well, you can determine... If it's male or female. Yeah. It says here, you <clears throat> are so right. Listen to this. Cool, he's always right. You may be able to tell what gender your snake is, this is a python in particular, by the shape of their tail. Mm. Male snakes have reproductive organs called hemipenes. That's right. The hemipenes are tubular shaped organs that sit inside the snake's body just below the cloacal. Cloacal, is that it? The cloacal opening. As wow. a result, the male snake's tail is usually thicker. And longer than a female. Than a female. Awesome. <clears throat> I was just thinking there's a lot of peas here. Priscilla, so she Priscilla the Python. Priscilla didn't have hemipenes. 
No. <laughs> so, so has Priscilla had baby snakes yet while she laid eggs? No. How many no. do they lay? There's another question. Welcome to the um, the prequel to the Nature Show. The we Malinic Hour is morphing. <laughs> oh, did I tell you we're going to do the Nature Show on a Wednesday between twelve and one? We can do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a nature person with me if she if no. she ever agrees. <clears throat> really, how many eggs would they lay a snake? Could it be a whole clutch of them? I think it depends on age and species. Okay, yeah. but very but interesting. many, hmm. unless they have live young, of course. Oh, that's also true. Yeah. Uh, which really, and, and this just goes to show, I'm not taking anything away from the Malinic hour, but this just goes to show you there's always so much to learn. Uh, and that's what we were discussing in our meeting this morning with Ranger Buck is nature topics. It's just generally, it's there's, there's, there's some bad stuff, but it's a lot of feel-good, interesting content. And you could talk about nature mm, for forever. days on it's, end. It's a very interesting subject. <clears throat> and he's right again. Who? But they, they generally, they lay anywhere from 20 to 100 per clutch. What? Mm. Mm. Depending on the size and the health conditions. Up to 100 and, eggs. And possibly their age. The bigger the python, the more eggs they have the capacity to lay. Right. Good grief. So a couple That's more a than load, your chicken. Eh? Jeepers, Gee, whiskers. Yeah. And their longevity, please, Madame Nature. Um, coming right up. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's interesting because I keep koi. And one of the questions... You're not koi. ...that I've been asked... I don't. I keep them. One of the questions I've been asked is, how do you sex a koi? Yeah. And, and not that they are reptile in any way, but it's, it's kind of a very similar process. There are things that you wouldn't think of that are completely unrelated to their gender right. that you look at to determine their gender. Like, like, like some people. <clears throat> look, look at their genitals and you can tell what they are. Well, not all of them, because some look like they have the <laughs> male genitals, but then they present as female. Yes, or not maybe they, maybe they uh, they identify as something else. We're like talking about hyenas screen. now. <laughs> Thirty years. A python uh, will live healthy in captivity or in the wild? Probably captivity. Because in the wild they have uh, prey and predators. Life expectancy, yeah, probably. Bull python is about 25 years. The Academy has a bull python specimen that nearly doubled that number during its years on Earth. So wow. in captivity, even longer. So that's mm. not in captivity. So that's in the 25 wild. to 30 years. Please look up dragons. I want to see how, how we can find the dragons next. They're, they're dragons. all extinct, aren't they? I, I hope Or you're not. talking about no, bearded dragons. dragons. You no, do not, have dragons. dragons. Have you seen that flying little dragon? I want a flying big dragon. No, I've seen but these you can small ride ones. Too yeah. to work. Yeah. So you don't get stuck in traffic. Split flame out of. That would be... Oh, now, now we're Low talking. stuff flying off the dragon. bridge. I would like one of those dragons, please. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Why actually, one? Why yesterday, one? I, I, was, I was taking Matthew and Jess back to uh, their mom's place just to fetch a few things from, for, for school, as you do. <clears throat> and at one point, we were at the traffic lights on Great North, which, if you're not familiar, is the main road that runs between Benoni and Kempton Park. And blatantly, over the red light goes one taxi, followed by another taxi, followed closely by the bucky that was in front of me. <laughs> and, and literally just, just straight over the red light, as if, there is, as if the light wasn't even there. Yeah. So Matthew said to me, Dad, he said, you know that light lever on the, on the steering wheel, the stalk, where you push it, or you pull it back towards yourself and, and you flash your headlights. He said there should be a little setting where on the normal setting it flashes your headlights, but then in a click of a button, 
<laughs> it fires missiles. Scud missile. Oh, I've always dreamt of that. And I thought that would I be a brilliant it. idea. Would you buy a car if it had a missile selection? I would buy a fleet. Of hey? And you know what I've always fantasized about? I don't know if we should go there. Listen, <laughs> listen. we, had, no. we heard about the, the, the shoes. <laughs> no, no, it's nothing to it. There's, um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you cannot in South Africa drive with your window open with somebody, without somebody so irritating you like, or wanting to grab something out of your car or whatever. So I, I would like to just press a button, yeah. pretend I'm closing my window and this blade must just come up and go... Just oh, wow. cut the arm off. Sure. That's hectic. <laughs> if you do both legs, rather rather let it come out sideways and cut the legs off. Oh, that's off, a good idea. Then it'll get them down to your liver. <laughs> then they're going to lie in the road. <laughs> well, do you remember well, those? for a bit. There was, yeah, then somebody will go over a it red might, light and drive over it them. It might fill a pothole. Do you, you know, if enough people go over, yeah. do you remember that guy? He did that. It, I think it was on Carte Blanche, and he mm-hmm. was in the news a few years ago. The guy with a with a he flame. created a car with flamethrowers. Yeah, that thing was a beaut, man. And, and literally, you stopped at, at, at traffic lights, yeah. and if somebody was acting a little untoward, you That's just it. pressed a button, and it was like Kadak came out the That's side it. of your car. Change the guy's hairstyle very awesome. quickly. Lovely, awesome. They won't mess around with you. So. Listen, there is something getting onto the Malinic Hour. Have we finished talking about pythons? Yes. Or was there another question? No. I don't was that know it? Why is no. it called a ball python, Lorette? Um, oh, you were looking for dragons. Yeah, I was looking for dragons, but now you know what? I know I had a story a couple of months ago. It is the most beautiful creature. It's a little dragon. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it was like blue or green. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm Googling. I'm going to try and find it. It, it was exquisite. Are well, you talking about a little reptile, a reptile. dragon? Yes. They don't really fly, do they? This they don't one have is, wings. It, it's in the sea. It's got, it's got wings or something. It flies, I think. It's in the so, sea. I think so. So I'm if going it, to check. If it flies, and it, then it's probably not in the sea. And yeah, if it's a in sea, the sea. Oh, a seahorse has got wings. But they don't fly. It flies in the sea. Next is going to tell us penguins can fly too. Oh, my goodness. You see why we need to do a nature show? It looks as if it's flying, like it's motoring along with these little wings. But it's not flying. Eh? Oh, I know. <laughs> to go back to the beginning of the show, water. Here we go. Have Welcome. another sip. Come on, I Welcome. Do you, I if you've just joined us, this is Caxton Radio, where the wheels have fallen off today. <laughs> Completely. Listen, we're, running, we're running on a flat a flat spare. There is something I want to talk about to Mr. Malinek, because Mr. Malinek's show is generally sort of, how would you describe it, Lorette? Intellectual, philosophical. Well, it should be. Yes. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. And, and we don't always want to be negative and pessimistic, but sometimes we have to because that's called being realistic. That's realism. But I'm on a couple of the groups that you're on on Telegram, and I'm on the gun group, which I find very interesting. And Lorette has been pointing, or, or not pointing, has been reporting on this. There no, are some very serious concerns the, at the moment. That's one of the things I was going to touch on mm. today. With gun legislation. Well, oh, now, no. I'm not a gun owner. Lorette, do you have no. a firearm? No. Alan, I know you do. Yeah. And and I, let me just say, for the record, I'm not against having a firearm. Not for a second. Sure. It's something that I've often thought about. Yeah, I was going to get one. I carried one for two and a half, three years when I was in the military. I was an officer, so I had my own 9 mil that I carried around, a 9 mil Beretta. I had plenty of experience with R5s and all sorts of other things. So... I enjoy firearms. I'm not scared of them. Sure. I, do I think too. That, that certain people shouldn't have them. Absolutely. Namely, the gentleman who you sent the video of. 
This guy, I have to tell you this, he's, he's sitting in his taxi. He's an African taxi driver. Oh, that dude. And, um, oh. and he proceeds, his friend's busy filming him, and he proceeds to show this guy his collection of firearms. So he, he sort of, he's sitting there with his fat little tummy, leaning back in his seat like they do, and he pulls his firearm out of his pants and he slaps it down on the seat. It was a, a revolver, actually, the first one. And he thinks, okay, cool, so this guy's got a gun. <laughs> the next thing, he reaches into the other side of his pants underneath his, his jersey. And out comes a... Um, a, uh, a, a, pistol. a pistol of some sort mm. looked like a nine more handgun and then he leans down a little bit more and you see he, he, no not quite <laughs> he, he leans down into what I assume was the door pocket of his, of his taxi and he pulls out another firearm and just when you think well three's enough and these have all got magazines all fully loaded all ready to, to rock and roll you someone with it in next thing out comes the fourth handgun from wherever it was in some little hooky in his taxi. And it actually frightened me quite a bit mm. because I thought to myself, yo, I'm one for taking on these taxis. <sighs> I do it often. When they jump stop streets and traffic lights, I flip and flash them yeah. till I'm blue in the face. Me too. I, I hoot at them. I'll wind down my window. I've never sworn at them. I'm never rude in that sense. But I show that I'm, I don't agree with what yeah. they've done. And I just had this thought when I saw that video that was on Alan's group. I thought, can you imagine, oh, Paul, oh, oh, uh-uh. in the space of 10 seconds, not even, these guys would not think twice. No. They would shoot no. you from the driver's seat of their taxi. Yeah. They would, if their passenger window is open, which quite often it is with these taxis, they would not hesitate. No. So you've really got to be very careful, mm. which leads me to this article because one of the things and Lorette reported on it is they are looking to update the amend, the, the, amend. the acts amend whatever amend you want to call the it the firearms act where self defense is no longer a, oh, sure. a sufficient reason but, for owning a firearm but you know you know how this works don't you I, I don't know if you watched the video I put up last night when I was making noise about the government and, and all of that and in there I I alluded to the fact that the way this game is played is that they come along with an absolutely absurd proposal. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. And the reasons behind it are, are absurd as well. They cannot justify this. The stuff is not based on fact. It's based on emotion and on control and socialist type political agenda and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So they come out with a ridiculous proposal. Uh, pr- pr- suggestion. Proposal, exactly. And, and there are Bear in mind that that draft thing is about 180 pages or something. Okay, so I haven't read the entire thing, and I, I actually can't see my way through to, to read reading the, whole thing. the entire damn thing because it's absolute, absolute rubbish. And let me but understand problem, just quickly: is this almost like the white paper on what you need and the criteria and so on for owning a firearm? Well, it's the firearms. It's the it's it's the firearms control act. Okay, the, the bill. So the, what they're proposing is the, what they've come out with is a draft proposal for, for cha- the next changing the legislation. Okay. Anyway, the way the game is played is they come along and they say, "Well, here's some stuff we want to do," and everyone goes, "Oh my!" And they there's absolute consternation. Everybody mm-hmm. loses their minds and starts running around like headless chickens, and then they will concede a few points. There'll be some discussion, and they'll concede a, a point or two. Some of the really ridiculous ones. Okay. Like self-defense being yeah. a reason for owning a firearm. I mean, exactly. living in a country where we do, where I'm, I'm sorry, I would not rely on the police you to, can't. to arrive at my home to pick up a sweet paper, never By, mind protect me from a criminal. By their own admission, they are incapable. By their own admission. Anyway, so then, then there'll be a little bit more deliberation and it'll be, you know, back and forth in the, in the court and... 
The next thing is you'll have something pushed through the legal system and everyone will sort of agree to it mm. because the people that should be complaining lose interest in the situation. Hmm. And the general apathy of human beings is such that they eventually lose interest and they will... Any any opposition basically falls by the wayside and then the government just does what it wants. Hmm. And at the end of the day, everyone wakes up and goes, oh, hang on. Almost a, uh, a little bit, in a way, like that A4 piece of paper that gets put up on a signpost on a vacant piece of land that nobody ever bothers to look exactly at. Exactly that. And then 18 months down the line, when the massive yellow trucks arrive to start grading and digging, all of a sudden there's an uproar from the community because they don't want a shopping center in the middle of the farmlands. Exactly. But by that stage, <laughs> the time to complain and voice your concern is long gone. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we had this piece of paper on a stick. Yeah. You should have read it. It's been there for 18 months. Exactly. I'm guessing this is the same sort of thing. Same scenario. And, so, it, and it's, it's a constant thing. It doesn't matter what it is with the government. They, are on their, they have their own agenda and they want to control everything to the nth degree and they want the only reason that they keep people around is because they are uh, they're a a source of money Mm. that's all they are they're a they are a resource otherwise they wouldn't need the people Mm. the people need to wake the hell up and start asking themselves what do they need the government for yeah you know i wrote a piece last night about and again it's in that in that video and i was is this a video of you yeah, I just was ranting at the camera. Okay. <clears throat> it's, it's on the gun group, or I think I might have even put it on the Melanica R group. I can't remember. But, cool. um, and I, something came to mind with this whole thing, and I made the point about we, have, we live in this country where I see a great deal of segregation, intentional segregation. And I have spoken about this at length with my friends, and, um, and there's, there's a a great de- degree of agreement on it that the black population of this country is headed down a road that they do not uh, generally understand you know if <laughs> they are about to be taken advantage of in a way that i don't think that they even uh, even know in what way when you when you consider that the country classifies us as white or black or colored or indian yep how, how is it that how, how's that a thing why do we why am I classified as white on a on a piece of paper when it comes to a blood test or a maybe not a blood test but a, you know I did a I did a DNA swab this morning we're having yeah. our DNA done with Geneway okay. and it was one of the boxes I had to fill in this morning on yeah. the paperwork um, yeah it was it was full name surname gender yeah uh, and there wasn't a tick box for M or F you just had to write your gender because yeah. there's so many now 493 genders yeah now. and yeah. now and now race and I must be honest I thought exactly the same as you as I was filling this in I thought would it make any difference if I put here W or B or C or I is it going to change the outcome of the test and I thought maybe somewhere somehow yeah. when it comes to these genetic tests and, and looking at your DNA maybe it's and, something they need to know so hit. I wrote W. And, and yet, in reality, they'll, they'll be able to tell when they look at your genetic sequencing that you are, in fact, Caucasian. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Because, yes, science. But getting back to the black, white, Indian, colored, and, and any other label thing, um, how is it that the government doesn't refer to us as South African why are we referred to as white or black? Or Probably because it thing? serves their agenda of being able to cause division. Exactly. Because now you can start uh, putting up various 
demographic groups or race groups or Precisely. racial profiles. So now it can be used for leverage. And the subtlety of it is beyond most people's ability to detect, I'm afraid. Do they have that in other countries? I think that... I mean, I know we often badmouth South Africa, and, and very often there yeah. are things about this country that are, in fact, way ahead of their time and very good. Sure. We battle to find them sometimes, but mm-hmm. they do exist. Yeah. My, my point being, <clears throat> if you were completing some sort of paperwork in the UK... Would you have to write your race, your race group, do you know? know. I think so. As far as I can remember, yes. So it's not just a South African thing. No. It's interesting because I met a lovely chap. His name is Bilal. And he comes from the Middle East. He is what, what you would describe as a Muslim gentleman. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Lovely, lovely, lovely man. Anyway, we were chatting and he said, you know, Paul... He said, when I go to home affairs or do any paperwork in this country, he said, you know, I am forced to write down my race group as Indian. And I said, he's he's, he's probably not Indian. I said, I've never thought about that. He said, I was at the bank the other day and I was filling in a form. And and he said there were the the, the options. He said, and and I just left it blank and I gave the form back. And he said, the lady behind the counter said to me, uh, excuse me, sir, you haven't completed this. He yeah. said, well, you're not offering me the option of, of who I am. And yep. she said, what do you mean, sir? And she was respectful. She said, what do you mean? You're Indian. He said, no, I'm not. No. He said, I do not have a single, there's nothing in me, not a single part of me that is Indian. Yep. Nothing whatsoever. He said, I have no, I'm not of Indian descent. Yep. Um, he, 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 the, the, the origin of his family or his, his roots, if you will, he said was, was Yemen. Um, he said, I, I, I don't relate to anything Indian. I, no. I don't eat Indian food. I don't do anything that's of Indian culture. Yep. He said, I'm not Indian. Yet no. in South Africa, I am forced to describe myself and to put myself in the box of being an Indian. And yeah. he said, there are many, many, many Muslims who are in exactly the same position. Sure. He said, we're not Indian. And, and how is it that you and I are, would be all me specifically i was born on this continent how how is it that i am european yeah you should be african by definition you're born in south africa and i've interestingly enough i've actually filled that in i've crossed out all this nonsense on forms in the past and of course much to the despair of the person give that gets the form back and i've crossed it out and i've written there african because and, I am. And, uh, what, and what happens? What's the... Oh, they scratch their noses and they don't know what to do and they carry on and then whatever. And, and, and it's kind of pointless because it's not really going to make any big difference. Mm. But it begs the question, why is the reference there? What is the agenda behind the reference? Yeah, good question. And, and this is a thing that, you know, like I said in that video, I'm, I'm at the point about that this is a thing where people of color in this country need to look at it and... Think carefully, think critically, because let's face it, we we seem to have a a shortage of critical thinkers and it would be really nice if we developed some more. But they need to start thinking critically about just what the agenda is behind them being told that they are different constantly. You know, we live in this country and we're told uh, rainbow this and unicorn that and everything's groovy and uh, no, but it's not what we're seeing. That's not how life works. Mm. You know, like-minded people will congregate together naturally and and associate naturally with each other. And things and will I think progress, irrespective of your race, irrespective of race, no. and 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 exactly. 
people of like mind and you know similar background will find some commonality and then go forward and they will develop as a as a community but when you start forcing people together uh, no, you can't tell me that I need to look at that guy over there and like that guy over there because, because why? I don't even know that guy. Mm. Um, who is he? What does he do? What's his claim to fame? And in fairness, two things here. Number one, was there ever a need to classify people by race? If you think yeah. about it, and yes, if one goes back to, I suppose, the, the days of slavery, there would probably have been a trend, depending on where in the world you were, that slave masters were white and yeah. slaves were black. I don't agree with that. I never lived during those years, so I had no part in it. But one can perhaps understand that during those years, there was a reason for indicating well, what your race was on a piece of paper. It's an interesting thing, that, because if you go back historically, not, not all slave owners were white. Okay. Uh, there were Arabic slave owners. There were black slave owners. So... Yeah, <laughs> maybe the majority of them were white. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not a specific thing. The second thing I wanted to say was, and I say this with all respect, and you're welcome to disagree. Right now in this country, if you are a person of color, if you are black, if you're an African, a black African person, yeah, there is a lot in this country right now at this moment in 2021. There is a lot that serves you very well, far better than me. Absolutely. As, as a white individual. Oh, there sure. is a lot of legislation. Oh, there are many policies. There are One of the things about, sorry to interrupt you, one of the things about this FCA draft and all of that is there's been lots of talk about the constitution of the country and how unconstitutional a lot of these proposals are. And I would challenge a great deal of the legislation in this country. I, I would submit that it it is the majority of it is unconstitutional there are uh, decisions based on race when it comes to employment and and all sorts of things in society in our society here that are based on race now why is that but that's not even there's no secret there no no that's, there, that's, there isn't but it goes against open. but it goes against the the tenets of the uh, the constitution so but, but i think if, if, if it is seen to be serving the larger percentage of the ruling party then a blind eye is turned sure. and if it is in some way in contravention of the constitution uh, but it's serving my my agenda. culture and and, yeah. and yeah and my agenda at the same time then then it's allowed to slip through now this goes this goes down a whole different route here where once you've gotten rid of the racial issue and you've now suppressed completely the race that you want out of the way, mm -hmm. okay? and let's let's not put a color to this, but okay. let's just say a specific ethnic group. Once that is suppressed, yeah, the people that have won that fight, what do you think is going to happen next with them? Yeah, well, the problem is now they've just been disarmed because they now don't have any leverage for what they're going to do with everybody who's left. I'm not even so worried about the people that have now been suppressed. What about the people that have won that battle? Now, now you have a dominant ethnic group. What happens to them next? There'll be division within that. Exactly. And, and believe me, if you think racism globally is bad... Start tackling the problem of tribalism. Tribalism. Mm -hmm. yep. That mm -hmm. will be ugly. It's always on been a, a problem here, anyway. On a whole different level, it's 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 very much a problem. 
always. Very much a problem now. It's, it's very I, alive. I just want to mention something interestingly because I've done some research while you guys have been talking just because it's something I, I wasn't sure of either. But they say here that uh, statistical analysis using 17 markers, including blood group proteins, okay, in this study in 1972, uh, it found 6.3% were found to differentiate races. Mm-hmm. So, so our DNA, to a degree, is different. That's what, yeah. what it has to be. Otherwise, it you're not going to. It says here what, what is needed uh, in the blood or in whatever to, to have a certain skin color MC1R, uh, OCA2 is something else. So, so here they were, they were looking at um, Aborigines. Um, Oceanians, Armorans, Abor- once again, South Asians, Mongoloids, Africans, and Caucasian. Yeah. And they're basically saying that the DNA can differ by up to 6.3%. There's 6.3% of DNA that, that um, sh- uh, indicates a different race. Okay. When you, when you start looking at mm. genetic differences across the world and the, the, way it, the way those differences are spread across the planet, it's actually quite interesting because you can track migration or migratory patterns through time okay to, to an extent i think i'm not sure how accurately you can do that but you can definitely say okay this mob here moved to this area through through these places that's very interesting yeah. Yeah, so, like like the Khoisan. i mean that's where it just comes they were the first inhabitants of southern africa yeah. and did you see this week they finally got their rightful place in the traditional leadership um, yes, and they now they're saying one of the biggest uh, uh, um, things that happened to them that was completely wrong was that the apartheid government labelled them as coloured, and they're yeah. not coloured hmm. at In all. In much the same way that a Muslim lady or gentleman no, may be referred to as Indian, Indian. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And in the same way, with all respect, that Alan Malinik, who was yeah. born in South Africa, is referred to as oh, European, Z- Z- mm. Zambia, yeah, but still, oh, Z- Zambia. Okay, oh. well, African, yeah. African. African, yes. So right. something you know, talking about uh, about Bushmen, and let's call them Bushmen because I think they're actually, I think, genuine Bushmen like want to be, to be called, called Bushmen, that. exactly, yeah. and. I I was I did live sound for engineering for quite some time a few years um, and I guess I guess twenty years ago now there was a there was a an event called the Great Dance out near the what's called the Cradle of Humankind. Is this like the Africa Burn type thing? Um, I, no, I, this this was a specific thing to do with Bushmen, and it was like once in a blue moon type of getting together and it was it was facilitated by a couple of musicians and <coughs> concerned people and um, these these Bushmen came from all around the country and um, from outside of the country from Botswana and places like that and what I found particularly interesting look it was a, it was a nice event it was positive and all of that but what I found particularly interesting was that there was one small band of Bushmen they were the only people there that I would consider to be authentic hmm. that there were other people there calling themselves Bushmen Mm. From Natal, wearing Ray Bans and tackies, uh, and you know mm. all the mod cons and the nice mm. cell phone and all of this stuff. And I just I remember watching the behaviour, uh, the differences in the behaviour from these people that lived 
um, basically in harmony with nature and um, they were they were humble in in a way that I've never really seen before in people and and appreciative and grateful so much mm. so much and and the almost the polar opposite mm. of the others that called them that that used that label for themselves to mm. describe themselves but were so you could see that they were materialistic so trapped with mm. with you know in that whole material greed thing but isn't that the same as someone let's say let's say my children for instance who were born here but they are born to a father who who is british i was born in the uk mm. The same thing could be said in two or three generations yeah. down the Rotherham tree where my great-great-great-grandchild, who I'll never meet, could describe himself as British because his great-great-great-grandfather, yeah. me, was British. But in Yet, in fact, there is nothing about him that no. is British because by then he would be third or fourth generation South African. Exactly. Culture would be South African. Uh, he wouldn't perhaps have even step foot outside of South Africa it's exactly so I don't think it's only it only comes down to kind of typecast casting your, your race or your population group or whatever you call it these days Her, um, her heritage I guess yeah and you a know, lot of people I, I think do call on heritage yeah. I, I mean we joke we joke about it sometimes I'm I'm distantly related to some crazy Russian bugger that stretched people on a rack you oh know? no lovely. Sense. Yeah. lovely we should have called you <laughs> a rack but, <laughs> but but I'm not you know I don't I don't pretend to be Russian it's just no I'm my I'm, name I'm is Alan Melnik. <laughs> yeah. You did enjoy vodka for a time. Vodka? No, it's something I've never really liked oh, taking. I prefer them in the traditional form. Potatoes. Okay. <laughs> exactly, there you go. Ooh. Look at the time, everyone. Mm. It flew again. It Goodness did. me. And we never got on to the, the nitty-gritties of the firearm thing. But no, I that's want to talk okay. about that. That's okay. Um, I'm, I'm gathering more information on that, and I'm hopefully meeting with, with the attorney tomorrow yeah. and getting more info. And Can I give you some homework before we get into the and news? And comments are open until the 1st of July to Okay, government. so you've got a couple of, uh, well, a month and mm. a month and a bit. Mm. Can you please, your homework is to assemble the necessary people to come in and talk about this firearm legislation, yeah. a legal person who can come in here with knowledge and conviction and actually give us a, yeah. what it means, how it is at the moment, how it potentially could be, sure. and what that means for people, because a lot of people aren't even interested in owning a firearm, but that doesn't mean that yeah. the changes here aren't going to affect them. What's what's worrying as a sort of firearms owner and advocate, and you know, you know me, I'm, I do gun, you know, yeah. that's what I do, and... Uh, one of the things that worries me is the people that do, the, the apathy of the people, the majority of the people that do own firearms. A lot of them don't even seem too concerned by this. Mm. They don't understand the reality of, the potential reality of this and the long-reaching effects. Because, let's face it, this is one of those thin end of the wedge things. Yep. You start doing this type of stuff, the next thing is you're getting marched into a, into a train car and yep. off, off to a, you know. Don't joke. Yeah. Given a spade and told to dig a hole. Yeah. We're going to have to love and leave you for today. Thank you, Alan. Have much fun. Always good having you in the studio. Much fun being here. Good, good, good. Alan Malinick, the Malinick Hour. You can connect with him on Telegram, uh, where you'll find him, the Malinick Hour.